<clears throat> the Welcome to the Show podcast is independently produced by me, CT, and Manny Gomez. Help people find our show by taking two minutes to leave a five-star rating and review wherever you listen. Thank you. Mm-hmm. What's going on, everybody? It's the Welcome to the Show podcast. <laughs> I'm CT, and my co-host is a, is a gentleman by the name of Manny. Tis moi. What's up? Manny, what's crack a lacking? All good, man. Postseason time is here. The best time yeah. of the year, October, is here. Yeah, man. I remember those days, October in 2018. Yeah. When my when my team was in the postseason. I hope you uh, really cherished those moments, CT, and have a good memory of just how phenomenal that season was for the Boston Red Sox. Red Sox I'm not gonna say why. Never. I'm just gonna say just 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 remember it. Red Sox fans never take moments like that for granted, man, because we inherited the 86 years of not winning a World Series, and we we cherish all the Red Sox championships, all right? Hold it near and dear. I just dropped the coin. Manny. (laughs) Yeah. So, I heard through the grapevine that you, my friend. (laughs) Me? Bought bought a movie ticket over the weekend. That's true. no, I did not purchase a movie ticket, but I did oh. watch it on my television. Um, ah, we are speaking of the remake of Aladdin, the the live action remake with Will Smith in it, and I was kind of surprised. By it. I was pleasantly surprised by it. CT, I'm not gonna lie, I went into it a little hesitant because Aladdin was one of my favorite movies. It was like my favorite Disney movie at the time. That The Lion King, Toy Story, movies like that. That was around the same time. Um, mm-hmm. And at first, I was let down a little bit because I felt like the character who played Aladdin didn't have, like, the charisma, was kind of slow moving. I don't know. I feel like he needed more character or something. But then, just like in the cartoon, when they're in the Cave of Wonder, Wonders and he's trying to retrieve the lamp or whatever, and they find the genie, that's where the movie, and I feel like the cartoon, too, kind of take a turn and it becomes, like, something else, something entirely different. And I, mm-hmm. I thought it was the same thing with the movie. I thought Will Smith played a good genie. Um, and I liked it. You know, I'll watch it again. Fuck it. What What did you think of What did you think of Men in Black 3? Didn't watch it, CT. I'm not going to lie to you. Mm, I kind of liked it. Yeah? As well. But, you know, it, it, mm. it's, what you th- it's what you would think of a movie that was like a decade old and bring back yeah. Will Smith and he had his hair right, dyed right. and stuff and... It's kind of like what you thought it would be, but it was all right. His um, his movies, I, th- I feel like his career hasn't lived up to what it should have been. Like I think I think he's a, like his Instagram is a, is an amazing follow. Like if you use Instagram, follow Will Smith. His his page is you know perfect, um, and he's still a very likable person. Like if he's in a movie, you get excited for it. You kind of want to watch it, um, but I feel like if we break down his IMDb page in half. The first half is way be- better than the second half. Like the first half has his uh, Fresh Prince and Bel Air time, Bad Boys, uh, Independence Day, the the first Men in Black, Enemy of the State, underrated movie, good movie. I love that movie. Um, I love that movie. Very good movie. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Ali, you know, like that was a f- that was a great movie. Great movie. Then you slice it in half right there, and you get to Bad Boys Two, which is kind of like eh, okay, uh, yeah. But I see, robot are... was eh. Hitch, I liked Hitch. I'm not gonna lie. Hitch was good. Hitch was good. That was yeah. a funny movie. I am Legend was kind of eh. Hancock sucked. I thought I didn't like Hancock. I kind of liked Hancock. I just didn't get it. I didn't. There was like not it. enough backstory. Like what? Do you... I I don't know. Whatever. But yeah, Suicide Squad sucked. I didn't. I didn't watch Suicide Squad. I did watch I Seven watch Pounds, and that movie was random. But I kind of <laughs> liked it. I guess as a. Uh, as a 16 year old at the time mm. or 17 year old, whatever I was at the time. Um, Men in Black 3 was okay. I never watched After Earth. Anchorman 2, which he had a, just a minor role in. I thought Anchorman 2 kind of sucked. Oh my God. Watch it again. All right. I will. I will do that. Thank you. Uh, but is it that Will Smith just sucks at acting? Because I don't think it's. I, I, I see that in his in his roles, he's still a very likable character in whatever movie he is. So it could it just be the movie and the I and think, the script? I think he I don't think he sucks. I think that his 
film selection as an actor is is kind of odd. Like he's in a lot of sci-fi movies. If you look through his entire thing, he's in a lot of sci-fi movies. But I feel hmm. like his best performances come like when he's in a serious role, like in um what's that movie? The Pursuit of Happiness or Ali. He's really good. He's a really good actor. Um even in in I Am Legend, he put a he it was a pretty good performance. Uh but it's when he picks these random movies, like that Netflix movie, Bright. That shit sucked. Like, I think I watched, like, an hour of it, and I turned it off. I mean, not even an hour. Damn. Um, and they're making a sequel of that. And uh, I forgot stuff to watch like that. that. Yeah, stuff like that I just don't I don't really understand. He's making a new one, Gemini Man. Like, a lot of sci-fi movies. This one actually looks pretty interesting. But I always find it... I always am weary going into a movie where he's playing himself in two different roles. You know what I'm saying? Like he's playing himself as, uh, as an adult, I think. And as a young man, or like they replicated him, his genes or something. So he's kind of fighting himself. Um, yeah. Movies like that kind of make me feel like, okay, like, I don't know this probably the CGI. Is it going to be good? Is it going to look fake? But it's getting a lot of attention. So, and I think Gemini man is a, is a remake too, by the way. But, um, man. I don't know. I like Will Smith. I give him an A plus. I like him. Yeah. I'm a Will Smith fan, but I can honestly tell you Bad Boys 4 does not look good. Oh, man. I'm so confused. What was Bad, Bad Boys 3? That hasn't come out yet. That's going to come out. Bad Boys for Life, and then they I already s- have Bad Boys 4 lined up. Nah, too. all right. Nah, this is this is crazy already, man. I can already tell Bad Boys for Life isn't going to be good. It's it's the money. It's like you said. It's the money aspect of it. You know Bad I'm Boys s- for Life is going to make a ton of money. Yeah. And you know it's going to have one moment where he's like, that's that bullshit. That's that bullshit. <laughs> Anyways, guys, we're the Welcome to the Show podcast. We do have another podcast called The Replay, where we do talk about stuff like this, but this isn't it. So sorry for you, sports fans, whose time we wasted, but you, you're probably a Will Smith fan if you're a fan of this show, you know? Welcome to we're, Earth. We're, we're, we're kind of like that. Yeah, see, those one-liners, man, that's what made Will Smith the money back in the day. <laughs> the postseason is upon us tomorrow. Two wildcard games will be played. Uh, Nationals versus the Brewers, which we were way off with the Brewers. We didn't think the Brewers would get there. No, and the AL they almost won the division. Shit, yeah, it's that's it's the National League, man, right? Mm-hmm. And we got the AL wild card: the Oakland Athletics versus the Tampa Bay Rays. I kind of want Oakland to come out of this because I feel like Oakland is just that. I don't know, man. It's the Rays. I don't believe in the Rays, so I'm believing in Oakland. Okay. What you think? So I so I looked up on on uh, five thirty eight today. If you guys don't check out five thirty eight, Nate Silver, he's the geek, the geekiest guy of all time, and he does a lot of polling and and stats and shit like that. And I went in to see like who's favored for these games and for the National League matchup. The Nats, of course, are favored over the Brewers, and the A's are favored over the Rays. I agree that the Nats should run away with this. To be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised if the Nats made it to the World Series. That's how high I am on the Nats right now. Yeah. Um, the And as far as the A's and the Rays, I kind of have a feeling that the A's are going to sneak by, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Rays surprises. Why? Because Austin Meadows is hot again. Glass now is back. Snell's back. So they have a decent rotation, decent starting, ro- de- decent starting rotation, decent bullpen, and they have, you know, respectable hitting. So they have a pretty good team. Yeah, and Charlie Morton's pitching that game, so we the Oakland hmm. pitcher still hasn't been announced, but you're going to like your chances if Charlie Morton is your starting pitcher, man. That guy is on steroids, clearly, but has not been caught yet. Uh, <laughs> he took he took so, the, the, the magic juice from the Astros and brought it to Tampa. Yeah, that Mike's special, special juice, special juice. The, from, yeah, whatever uh, it is, Space Jam. From Space Jam. Yeah, haha, yeah. <laughs> good times, man. Used to love that <laughs> McDonald's promo with Space Jam. <laughs> Anyways, guys, we're going to get into some headlines real quick with this Woo. blazing hot headline that just came in right now. Angels fire Brad Asmus after one season. Fucking crazy. The Angels lost 90 games. Real quick, before we move on from this. What was the point of hiring this guy if you knew you weren't going to have Shohei Otani to pitch, which is a big mm-hmm. part of that team, I feel. I mean, you, you're paying this guy a ton of money to pitch and hit. He delivers on the hitting side. Wouldn't you want to see what this guy could do with Otani pitching? Yep. 
and Pujols is a year closer to his AARP card or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Andrelton Simmons had a bad year, and then he was injured. Lestella got hurt. Like, I don't know. I have I have some theories. I have some theories, CT. This guy, uh, forget, I forget his name, but he passed away midseason. That could have been an easy thing. Tyler Skaggs passed away midseason. I mean... I I don't when when a when an organization fires a manager in any sport when they part ways with a manager after one season just goes to show you what that organization has no idea what they're doing in my opinion. and mind you they held on to Mike Sosha for nineteen years and then Seriously. they hire Brad Ausmus and only give him one year like so Man, yeah I have theories <laughs> I, I don't yeah right I don't know if you want me to get into what my theory is um, let's uh you want let's to get through. Off? Yeah, we'll hold off for a second. Let's just get through these headlines, see if anything else comes up along the way. Okay. Speaking of managers, parting ways, Cubs part ways with Joe Madden after five seasons, a World Series championship in 2016. And they went to the National League Championship Series 2015, 2016, 2017. I think Joe Madden was quoted saying that we were a couple of couple of hits away from going to the World Series three three straight years, which is cool and all, but you guys way underperformed this season. It's not like you guys, it's not like you Darvish wasn't pitching better than last year or that Javi Baez still wasn't putting up a decently MVP-ish type of type of season or that Anthony Rizzo falling off. You know, Chris Bryant kind of fell off a little bit, but he still put it together a pretty good season. Um, I don't know. I, I honestly, I think the Cubs underachieved. And there was rumors, rumblings earlier in the season that, you know, the front office and Joe Madden weren't seeing eye to eye. So there, there, were, there was rumors of, Madden being fired like long before this, so yeah, you know, and Chris Bryant getting traded. Yeah, I thought that this this was going to happen regardless of what the you know results were. Yeah, and another manager, Pirates fired Clint Hurdle after nine seasons. The Pirates were sixty nine ninety two this season. This is their first last place finish since two thousand ten. His overall record was seven hundred and thirty five to seven twenty nine seasons. Man, like. I don't know. That seems that seems like an eternity. Now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but anyways, uh, Ronald Acuna <laughs> Jr. <laughs> I don't know. The Pirates are kind of like irrelevant. So, like, yeah. we'll keep moving. Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. led National League in runs, scored, and stolen bases. He's the first player to do this since Tim Raines of the Expos in 1983. That nope. year, Tim Raines. What was that? Not not Tim Raines. Acuna, the GOAT. He's going to be the next GOAT. Oh. Greatest of all time. Tim Raines. In 1983, Tim Raines <laughs> scored 133 runs and stole 90 bases. You'll never see 90 bases stolen again. I guarantee it. Nope. Uh, Garrett Cole breaks the MLB record of 10 strikeouts or more in nine straight starts. Uh, MLB attendance was down 2% this season, but national TV ratings were up 10% in TBS. 8% in Fox and 2% ESPN Sunday night. People mm, still watch those bad. Sunday night games. I do. Let's go. Uh, Dodgers break their franchise record. And no, Dodgers set a franchise record of 106 wins. Could this be, could this be the year that they finally win it all? Nope. Manny Machado, quote, I played like shit in his first yep. year with the Padres. <laughs> 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 Why do these guys do this to, to themselves, man? <laughs> like, shit. <laughs> Uh, uh, Pete Alonso led all Major League Baseball home runs and broke and broke Aaron Judge's all time like all rookie record of fifty three home runs. Well, the, the record bear. was fifty two. Yeah, the record was fifty two home runs set by Aaron Judge in two thousand seventeen. Pete Alonso broke that fifty three home run that led all majors this year. Uh, Justin Verlander gets his three thousand strikeout and his three hundredth strikeout of the season. Unbelievable. He's the eighteenth. Yeah, eighteenth pitcher to notch three thousand Ks. And J.D. Martinez, Mookie Betts, quote, possible but difficult to remain with the team. So we can oh, talk man. about that, too. Let's go. Let's go back to your theory on the. Oh, and something just came through the wire right now. Mm-hmm. The Nationals offered Anthony Rendon a seven year deal worth of two hundred and ten to two hundred and fifteen million in salary. Mm. Decline in that early, shit. in early September. You really decline decline, man. Pretty, that's a pretty good deal, though. I'm not going to lie. It is. It's 30. 30 mil. Okay. Probably don't decline. It. Accept. Accept. Yeah. Probably but you have to test shit. the waters. If they put it on the table, hopefully they keep it on the table. Let them test a little bit. You know, put just a tip. 
just for a little <laughs> bit and you know see what he gets yeah by the way ct you said this came down the wire i've always wondered the wire what does it look like it kind of looks like you see your audio levels yes that's the wire ah gotcha at least that's what it looks like in my head <laughs> sorry <laughs> i mean i'm just i just totally made that up i don't know what do you think the wire looks like manny um yeah through the wire through that the makes <laughs> that makes sense i want to go back to this manny machado com- comment that he sucked i want to just real quick just for me and yankees fans out there giovanni or Sherla, 889 ops this season manny machado 796 all right damn, damn man i, I hope manny one. machado wins the mvp next season Gio or Sherla, 132 wrc plus manny machado 108 all right. Manny Machado, 32 home runs this season. Holla. Yeah. Everybody was jacking 30 home runs this season. Last place. Nothing's I'm surprised the Padres finished last in that division. Yeah, they had they, some they had some hype for a little bit. Yeah, they, they were above 500 for a hot minute. They must have had a horrible second half. But, I mean, they lost Fernando Tatis Jr., who was, was the real deal, by the way. Um, yeah. And, yeah, and things like that. And Chris Paddock like wasn't that. the same. Halfway, th- yeah. You know. They had a sh- they they had to shut him down. But anyways, Manny, I am dying to hear your theory on why the Angels fired Brad Asmus. Okay, after one season. So, one, I agree wholeheartedly with what you said, and and I wrote something on Call to the Pen that just came out. It was just published recently. Um, so here's some things. So, one, the, like you said, Tyler Skaggs passes away. 15 starts into the year. He was having a pretty decent year. He's one of those guys that you can rely you could have relied on for a full season of pitching. Two, Albert Pujols is a year older and he's more expensive. And he's going to be a year older next year and he's going to cost more ne- and he's going to cost more. And the year after that he's going to be older and he's going to cost more even more then. Mm-hmm. Secondly, um Preller did not do anything to help this pitching rotation. They pitched to a 5.12 ERA this year. Um, that's the worst since the year 2000 for that team. And it's the fourth worst, fourth worst ERA in the organization's history. So, you know, they, they lost Tommy LaStella, who was having a phenomenal season. Andrelton Simmons was the best player on that team two years ago, was decent last year. And this year just wasn't the same, only managed to play like a hundred games. So why would you fire Brad Osmus? This isn't a re- this isn't a good sample size or a good way to judge what kind of performance he he put through. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of two things. A, it's either that they're scapegoating Osmus because they announced that they weren't going to fire Billy Epler, their GM. So maybe Billy Epler threw him under the bus, fire him. It's his fault. He doesn't know how to manage. Blah blah blah. That's option number one. Option number two, in my opinion. The Cubs just fired Joe Madden before Mike Sosha became the manager of the Angels in the year 2000 or 1999. Who was the who was the interim manager for the Los Angeles Angels? Joe Madden. Hmm. He just also said today it came out that he's interested in the job for the Angels. So my theory is Joe Madden will be hired by the Los Angeles Angels. Damn, that's a hot take right there. Hot take. That's crazy. But still. If an organization is willing be my to do thing, that, I'm gonna, sorry. <laughs> Still, though, if an organization is willing to do that, I mean, what message does that send to your team? They're, to me, it's kind of sh- like they don't know what the hell they're doing. Like they don't know. They, but you're right. They don't know what they're doing. They're they're a stupid organization. They're locked. They're locked down with Mike Trout and Albert Pujols alone. They're locked down for almost eighty million dollars. <laughs> like, that's insane. That's insane. There, there were teams that didn't have that payroll this year. Not, they were tanking, of course, but still. Like, I think the Tampa Bay Rays had a lower payroll than that. And they're, they won 96 games this year. They're dumb. They're stupid. They're dumb. Dummies. They're, they're dumb dung. They're dummies. Let me, I'm going to look poop. at team salaries, so make sure that I'm not, you know. But they yeah, are man. dumb. But, I mean, Joe Madden, I mean, okay, he he's cool. He's one of those good managers, but... Is a man? What is what is a manager these days? Isn't it all analytical? Like, couldn't this guy Brad Asmus just? Isn't it going to be kind of like the same outcome? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think you're right. I think managers nowadays are kind of putting forth the message that you get from the front office. But again, even if you get a message from the front office and you execute it, 
how could you execute it properly if Shohei Otani isn't playing, Tommy LaStella isn't playing, Adrian Simmons is hurt, um, Tyler Skaggs dies? Um, like, you know, you like, play in the Astros division. You play with the, exactly. You play in the Astros with the the division with the Astros. Tampa Bay Rays salary this year sixty three million dollars. Jesus Christ, man! Justin Verlander ended the season with exactly three hundred strikeouts. Conspiracy theories. I think we need to talk about who's getting that Cy Young award. That's crazy. And yeah. I think and I think Garrett Cole should get it. I think I agree with you. I mean, I'm looking at Verlander's numbers. Here we go. He up. Oh, those are Garrett Cole's numbers. See, I almost made a mistake. Justin yeah. Verlander leads all Major League Baseball in WHIP, hits per nine, strikeouts to walk, pitched the most innings this year, started the most games. 300 strikeouts, and he led all Major League Baseball in wins. Hmm. Garrett Cole, 20 wins, led Major League Baseball in ERA, led Major League Baseball in strikeouts, led all Major League Baseball in ERA plus in FIP, and strikeouts per nine. I'm giving it to Cole. Um, Just me, though. I'm giving it to Cole, too. Yeah, and honestly, people are talking about a Co-Cy Young award. Just give it to Cole. Justin Verlander already has, what, like two? Something like that. A little something, something like one. that. <laughs> he has no. one. <laughs> he has an MVP, second though. Year. Yeah, seriously, which that's debatable as well. But mm-hmm. both magical seasons, uh, I, I'm pretty sure, I think we mentioned this last week when we said if they both get 300, they'll be the first pitchers on the same team to do it since Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling. Yeah. When they did that in 2002, they won the World Series the year oh, before against the Yankees. Let's not forget it. Uh, when they did that, let's see, Randy Johnson, 334 strikeouts, led all base Major League Baseball, uh, also inning, also led with innings pitch, ERA, uh, most wins. Kurt Schilling had 316 hmm. Hmm. and led Major League Baseball in FIP and WHIP. So it's pretty identical here. I mean, they, they're if these if both of them combine for their season highs, they would pretty much lead in all categories. For yeah, I, Major League Baseball. And if you're a believer in FIP, the difference between Garrett Cole's ERA and FIP is 0.14. The difference between Verlander's ERA and FIP is 0.68. So Garrett Cole's ERA is 2.5. His FIP is 2.64. Verlander's is 2.58 and 3.27. So Garrett Cole um, is one of those true outcomes pitchers. Like, his fielders aren't really going to play that big of a role in his performance. Yeah. Verlander is going to need his fielders' help. And it seems like they they did – well, they did help him because his Yari dropped a lot because of his fielders. He also gave up a lot of home runs this year. Um, yeah. But, see, home runs at the end of the day, I mean, I would like to see what the average distance was on the home runs that he gave up. Because imagine a lot of those home runs just barely made it over. Yeah. I also think my theory was, and I think we talked about this on our group chat, not on the show. My theory is that he was being selective and that he was okay with giving up home runs in spots. Like if he was facing this. So first off, this year is an anomaly in terms of home runs. Like so many home runs were hit this year. Clearly, we all heard it. The juice balls, blah, blah, blah. Um, we beat that shit to death. So, you know, Tommy LaStella hit 16 home runs this year, which is more than he did in the previous five seasons combined in those five years he hit 10 so that goes to show just how much home runs people are hitting this year right i think yeah. that verlander was selective to his to his what i'm interested to see is and i don't there probably is a stat for this is who was he giving his home home runs up to was he giving it up to like the bottom of the order you know what i mean or was it like yeah. the big boppers because to me this it looks like when you look at the the amount of home runs he gave up to the number of runs that he gave up a lot of them were solo shots and they don't mean anything. So you can give up a solo shot here and there. What what I would be worried about with Verlander is if he is just giving up home runs because, I don't know, because a pitch is failing or whatever, in the postseason, a solo shot could kill you. So I don't know. So I just quickly uh, clicked on splits in baseball reference. Mm-hmm. Batting order, home runs. Ooh. Uh, batters one through two, non-pitcher, eleven. Batters three through <laughs> six, sixteen. And batters seven through nine, 
nine. I feel like that's a pretty even. Yeah, that's pretty even. Type of thing, but maybe you're right. I don't really understand if, if he was selective in choosing pitches, why he just wasn't less selective. I guess. I guess I'm not really understanding the 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 whole theory behind what you're saying, but. I guess what I'm what I'm trying to say is that if he was being selective and when he can choose to give up a home run, why not just turn into Verlander, you know, through the whole all lineup the and not give up yeah. the home run? And have know? a sub one ERA, greatest pitching season of all time. Get another MVP. Cray Cray. I think I don't think they're gonna get the co uh, Cy Young. Is that even a thing? Does that ever even happen? I don't know. I bet it has. I would just give it yeah. to Cole though. They their yeah. their stats are pretty identical, but I think Cole edges them out just a little bit. Yeah, and you're right. Maybe cool. by the way, the Cole gave up a lot of home runs too. Yeah, one point two home runs per nine versus one point five to Verlander. So yeah, he gave up twenty nine home runs, and Verlander gave up thirty six. That's a lot. Now but for I Garrett Cole see. to put up this kind of season, the year before he has to he becomes a free agent. I mean, oh my god, Jesus Christ! Right, it's career highs in strikeouts per nine, career high in ERA. Uh, that's pretty much all you need. Career high in strikeouts. Um, let me see something here. Justin Verlander gave up the third most home runs in baseball, 36. Garrett Cole, 29. They're both, you know, that's that ranks 21st, but there's a lot of ties in there. So they're like, they both give up a lot of home runs, surprisingly. that's And t- again, that to me just, it... it a lot of solo home runs, solo shots, which tells me that they weren't being as aggressive. Maybe you know they tried to sneak one past somebody and it got you know it got hit. Or maybe the Astros tell their pitchers how to pitch, and teams know what to sit on. So because and there is there is a way that they pitch. They they throw high fast. The the trick, but not the trick. What people have found is they're throwing high fastballs and mixing it up with a lot of breaking balls. So. Fastballs go high all the time, and maybe guys are standing up there and just saying, "I'm only going to swing at a high fastball, and that's it." And if I make, a, if I connect, it might go out. It might go, you know, it might go out. Who knows? Yeah. High fastballs <sighs> and breaking balls low and away. That's that's how we do it in MLB the Show. Fastballs, spray charts. Yeah. I want to see where their home runs are. While you are looking into that, I want to go through the final stat leaders. Of the season. Not all the stats. Okay. But some of the stats. Ready for this? Ready. Home run leaders. We already mentioned this. Pete Alonso, 53, lead, led all of Major League Baseball, and he's a rookie. And Jorge Soler, 48 for the American League. Batting average. Tim Anderson led all baseball for the American League as well. 335 batting average. Yelich, 329. RBIs. Anthony Rendon, 126. Jose Abreu, 123. Surprising there. Jose Abreu and Tim Anderson, league leaders. Uh, stolen bases. Malik Smith, 46. Ronald Acuna Jr., as we mentioned before, 37. On um, base percentage, Mike Trout, 438. Christian Yelich, 429. Slugging, Yelich, again, 671. Trout, 645. Crazy. Barrels. Barrels are many. You want to just real quick describe what a barrel is considered? Barrel percentage isn't that like a combination of the launching, like the perfect? Yeah, it's like it's like any exit velocity over like a hundred miles per hour, I guess, and the launch angle of like fifteen, I guess. It's right, like the perfect. Yeah. It's a. It's just think about if you've played baseball before. Think about the perfect connection that you get where the ball just goes flying in a forty-five degree angle. That's pretty much what a barrel is. I'm assuming in Major League Baseball standing, mm. uh, the two leaders, which ironic, not not ironically, were also the leaders in home runs. Jorge Soler, 70, and Pete Alonso, 66. Huh. Uh, wins, Justin Verlander, 21. Steven Stratzberg, 18. Cool. ERA. Stop it. ERA, Ryu, 2.32. Garrett Cole, 2.5. Uh, strikeouts, Garrett Cole led all of Major League Baseball at 326. Jacob DeGrom, which the, the, difference is this, the difference in this is crazy. Yeah. Garrett Cole, 326. Jacob DeGrom, 255. Uh, saves Kirby Yates, forty-one. Osuna, thirty-eight from the Astros. The Astros are sh- shining bright here in the uh, unbelievable in the, in the uh, stat leaders. They're gonna Outs dominate above, everything. 
out above average. What is out above average? I just learned this today. Man, you probably already knew this. I, they I don't. Take, okay. They take the catch probability of every ball hit to an outfielder. And then if they catch it, they credit them with I don't know how much. And if they don't, they take the debit them for hmm. the ones they miss. So, so these two hitters hit- make more outs than other people. No, these two hitter, these two field. It's a fielding stat. These ah, two fielders gotcha. were the were the best fielders. Uh, Victor Robles of the Nationals with plus twenty one, and Kevin Kiermeyer seventeen. So so they, so Kiermeyer will make seventeen more outs than the average player in the outfield. I'm assuming what that that's what that stat means. But what mm. about what about like, for example, I think Kevin Kiermeyer can cover a lot more ground. So what if there's a ball that's really supposed to be hit for like? Do is there? For every ball hit between two players, is or let's say three players, because let's say there's a ball hit between center field, left field, and the shortstop, mm-hmm. is there a probability for each of those three, or is it the same probability? The way I, I under I don't understand the outs above, above average is kind of the first time I'm hearing this, but I'm assuming that they calculated the same way as defensive run saved, where and the thing was defensive metrics like is so fucking complicated because how do you really measure it anyway it has um, to be yeah it's it it's in a matrix they put it in a matrix like they they divide a field by in a grid system and certain grids belong to certain fielders and then after collecting all the data you you start to see which catches are 90 are probability of 99% or whatever so on and so forth i'm guessing that kevin kiermeyer can cover a lot of ground and make outs more outs than the average person within that grid. Yeah. Is what I'm guessing. Makes sense. So anyway, yeah, who fucking who leaders. who does this shit? Baseball solutions. We had a, a guest, um Mark Simon last year who does that. So Classic. go check that episode out. We're gonna just have to start spitting these episodes out in the off season again. Wired we should but yeah, I knew Kevin Kiermaier was a great defender. I didn't know Victor Robles was was this good. This guy is probably gonna have a breakout season next year. We'll see. Let's see what a season was like this year. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna Robles. Victor Robles. Robles. Uh, seventeen home runs, hundred thirty nine hits. I expect this guy to have a lot of runs. Eighty six runs. Uh, yeah, I would I- expect. I would expect him at damn 140 strikeouts. Jesus. He doesn't he doesn't get on base a lot. That's why he doesn't score a lot of runs. And 86 runs for a 326 on base is not bad. Yeah. I mean, he's but to, to give this guy seven 617 plate appearances is concerning. Yeah. It's the National League, man. Got to get these guys at bats. But he Dominican, so he I we like him. I like him. He's only 22. He should be good. Once he starts so to get some of that good, good, he'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know what you meant by that. <laughs> the vitamin B12, quote unquote. All right. So do we we kind of already gave our <laughs> we kind of already gave our predictions for the wild card tomorrow. I think the Nationals are going to beat the Brewers. I think Oakland is going to beat the Rays. Anything you want to add to that, Manuel? Um, There was something I wanted to add to that. Anything you want boop, to boop, add boop, boop. to the overall playoff picture? Playoff we picture. The, we got the Yankees facing off against the Twins. The Astros facing off against the AL wildcard winner. We got the Dodgers facing off against the NL wildcard winner. And we mm-hmm. have St. Louis facing off against the Dodgers. Braves. Braves. Lobravos. I, I see. I think I think that the which that's not possible because that means the Nats are going to face off against the Dodgers in the NLDS. That kind of sucks, man. No, it does not. I wish that that's they were facing off in the in the NLCS cuz I think those are the two powerhouse teams in the in the NL. I think the Braves are a phenomenal team, don't get me wrong, but their bullpen is kind of weak and we I uh know. I think that we I want to see the Nats do something this We year. have we have a uh, I'm going to say something about that. We had similar predictions last year about the Braves. They won the division last year, but they kind of fell off towards mm-hmm. the end, and we kind of predicted that they weren't. I think they got swept. I last believe year. so. Acuna, didn't, I think they won a game. Didn't Acuna hit like a walk off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I think you're right it, about that. Not Acuna. It was, or was it Albies? Somebody hit a walk off, but that was the only game they won, I think. 
I think we should try to dig up that old episode of our predictions before the playoffs started and just replay that segment of what our predictions were last year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, reminisce. But I do have something to say about the Nationals, even though they haven't even played the game yet. Let's pray to God that they do win so we can see the national uh, the Nationals play the Dodgers. But we can't be we, we can't be uh, spoiled with this, man. We got to be happy that those two teams right. are at least facing off, you know, because you're right. You're right. Let's say the Nats didn't. Let's say both them. Both of those teams got eliminated in the first round and they, they would never get to face each other. You know, you're right, man. You're right. So You're right. I'm gonna appreciate what I will. That those what I will say is that it'll it'll be an upset if if the Brewers beat the Nats because I think that the Nats are far superior than the Brewers. But it will it, it is kind of good to, cool to see this team lost its best player and they just for some reason went on some tear like they came together and they're taking over. Um, we've seen that before too. So you know the '96 Yankees. <clears throat> just saying. Any excuse to bring the Yankees up. I'm used to it, guys. I know you're too. But uh, the Brewers don't have they obviously they lost uh, Christian Yelich, and the big blow also. I don't know if he'll be ready. Is they also lost Lorenzo Cain to an ankle injury, and Braun, and Braun. Jesus Christ. Yeah, but they have Hater. <laughs> so if Hater can find himself and become the Hater of last year, the player Hater. Um, <laughs> The racist hater. The racist hater. <laughs> Wap hour. <laughs> <laughs> he uh they should they should let that guy open the game and pitch four innings, man. Fuck it. Right? I I would. Opener. Opener status. I kinda he wish the Yankees on. I kinda wish the Yankees. You jumped the board, huh? The what? You've jumped on board? Oh, to letting an opener pitch what a starter would usually pitch, and we're back to having starters pitch five innings. <laughs> yeah, is that what we're talking about <laughs> a full circle. I kind of wish the Yankees were the ones facing off against. I mean, this would mean that they have the best record and home field advantage. But I kind of wish it was the Yankees facing off against the the wild card team. Obviously, because I'm a Red Sox fan, and I feel like those two teams have given. Well, I know the Oakland A's have given the Yankees more trouble this year, and I do think the Oakland A's are going to win. It would have been cool to see the Rays face off against the Yankees in, in the in the playoffs, but also because I just think the Yankees own the Twins. So I feel like that series is kind of a wash, you know? Yeah, but it's a different Twins team this year. You think? They're a different team. Yeah, I mean, look at the, the third best team in, in, in the American League, 185, run differential. Um, let's see. They've scored 939 runs this year. That's the second most in the American League. They're kind of the Yankees of the Central. Yeah, but you know what, Manny? I'm going I'm to hit you with this one. Players change, but the game remains the same. Word. Sounds like a rap lyric. I remember uh, B- Big Mama. Big Mama's House. Oh, Big Mama's House. Good Good movie. Yeah. Wait, you're watching. Are we talking about? Are we talking about like Martin the Lawrence sad one? A- oh, never mind. Two different, different Big Mama. <laughs> different Big Mama. <laughs> there's, there's another Big Mamas. There's movie? well, uh, I gotta look like this a, up. Yeah, I don't know if it was called Big Mama, but it was about Let's a mama. See. No, Big Mama's house is Martin Lawrence, undercover FBI agent, dressed up as a Atlanta, maybe Atlanta. I'm assuming it's Atlanta. It's, it's the South. Uh, you know that grandma. you know. I'm gonna sing right now, guys. Get ready. You know that R&B song, "Mama, Mama." You know I love you. You know I love you, Mama. Mama, you're the queen of my heart. You know that song? Nah. So nah, that's based that on song. a. <laughs> oh my god! Thanks for letting me I sing don't all know. the time. <laughs> so it's an R&B song. There was a movie about like how this, how the grandmother of this family kind of like kept the family unit together yep that's kind of that's kind of like what this movie's about like he plays the role (laughs) of the big mama but he's an undercover fbi agent it's it's very like you know martin lawrence type of soul food the movie's called soul food (laughs) (laughs) that's the movie where that that's the movie that the big mama song is based off of that mama song, yeah. Mama. You want me to sing it again? Mama, you know I love you. 
You know I love you, mama. I typed in I typed in soul food, and the first thing that comes up is BuzzFeed video. Black people try soul food for the first time. <laughs> BuzzFeed always got to do shit like that, man. It's with Vivica A. Fox. Vanessa Williams is in it. Uh, Mackay Pfeiffer. Uh, this ain't yeah. no movie. There's no Mackay Pfeiffer. Mm-hmm. Look, I don't know what what the, what what. All right, what is Soul Food about? Just say it already, because <laughs> oh, it's a comedy. <laughs> it's a comedy drama. No, it's not a comedy. It's more like a drama kind of. Soul Food uh, is a 1997 American comedy drama film produced by Ken- Kenneth Babyface Edmonds. Babyface, baby. So let's see here. Soul Food, seven out of ten in IMDb. Holla. Uh, I'm sure it's kind of look. Movie. Okay, Soul Food had to Big Mama's house had to some somewhat be related to, to so, the Big Mom and Soul Food because they wear it looks like they wear the same type of thing. Maybe it's kind of like Don't Be a Menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. Like it's like it's making fun of it, maybe or something. Nah, Big Mama's its own thing. It's its own. Okay. There's even like a part two to it. Ah, which was right. not good. But anyways, I completely forgot. Uh, I don't know if you want to talk about the J.D. Martinez and Mookie Betts thing. This episode is already long as hell, and we still haven't even gotten to football. <laughs> um, nah, we don't have to. We don't have to talk about it. I mean, I kind of, I kind of touched on it a little bit. I told you when we started the episode to. I hope that you really enjoyed 2018, and that you're gonna savor that memory and remember the good times. I can honestly <clears throat> see J.D. Martinez opting out either way. And I don't think he's going to, man. I think he is going to, and we can also save that conversation for another day because that's an off-season conversation, and there's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of time for that. Truth with an F. So, um, anything else with baseball? There was something else. Oh, yeah, the TV viewership thing. Just, I just wanted to make a quick comment on this because somebody in our group chat mentioned this too, how attendance is down, TV, Not just viewers, anybody. TV ratings. Excuse Not me? just anybody. He's probably listening to this right now. He is. Driving to work. That's it. Sandy, I'm talking to you. I'm talking about you, buddy. Yeah, the you, thing is, and you got I a shout out on the show, man. Word. The thing is, and I mentioned this in the chat, is we don't know what the streaming numbers are, how many people stream out there. CT, do you, I know that you do watch TV on your television. You have the Yes Network and stuff like that. But do you stream some games as well? Of course. Right. I stream most of my games. And if not, I'm watching them on MLB Network because I live in Pennsylvania. I'm not a Philly fan, Pittsburgh fan, Nats fan. I'm not any of those. I don't bought the Orioles. I'm not there. I'm not a fan of their team. So I watch my Yankees on the MLB TV app or I watch on MLB network. Um, so I'm not counted in these ratings and there's a lot of me's out there. So I would be interested to see what those numbers are and did they go up from last year? And something tells me that they did because the fact is that, yes, there was a lot of downtimes this year, a lot of strikeouts, but there was a lot of record records being broken this year. A lot of home runs being hit, clearly, and and people watch that shit. Like like City Field was fucking on fire with Pete Alonso, which is surprising to see. Um, so that's all I gotta say. Yeah, man. Hey, represent for the streamers. Let's go streamers. <laughs> go streaming <laughs> into this gymnasium and up to the quad. Hey now, sorry. <laughs> I know what movie that was. Don't worry about it, man. I got you. Thanks. Okay. All right, <laughs> guys, we're gonna move on to the <laughs> we're gonna move on to the NFL Week Four. I'm not gonna do that. All right, yeah. Real quick, we're gonna go through the scores. Thursday night football, Eagles beat the Packers 34-27. That was one of the greatest Thursday night games I've seen. It was it was really interesting throughout. Uh, I thought Aaron Rodgers played great, but. You know, the Eagles came out with the win, so shout out to the Eagles. Uh, Titans beat the Falcons 24 to 10. The Browns destroyed the Ravens away 40 to 25. You think you could Chris Berman this? Like, give them each a nickname? The Doodoo Browns. The shit colored Browns beat the. <laughs> Come on, man! It's the like Damn. the Browns. That's such an ugly. I mean, you know what? I I've seen some psychotic Brown fans out there, so I take it back. But that's a that's a really boring name slash it is, uniform right. slash helmet. It looks like everything. It look it looks like shit. They play like shit sometimes. 
Oh, I want to mention something about that Browns game later too. I, I have it in the notes, but we'll talk about it. But still, I was surprised they 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 handled the Ravens like that, especially since everyone was raving about the Ravens. Why like that? Oh, got it. Yes, very yeah. good. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the Patriots beat the Bills. Uh, Josh Allen took a nasty hit, and the guy was not tossed out of the game. I don't know why this Pat, Pats get this. This unfair treatment, man. Like, I, f- I, and- I feel like I feel like refs are letting a lot go this year, a lot. Yeah, but this is supposed to be a season where they they let less shit go. Like now you can challenge holding calls and stuff. Like I, honestly, I think they don't know. I think their hands are tied. They're like, should I call this or not? Is it going to be overturned? They're just like, you know, they should just yeah. let them ref and just you know make shit challengeable. Let them ref how they normally ref. And that's it. And the game will fix itself because they're going to start to learn, okay, this usually gets overturned, so I'm not going to call this or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Too many rules. Yeah. The, so I have to repeat it again, man, just just so I could – just so people don't think that I'm hiding away from this. But the, the Patriots did beat the Bills 16-10, all right? Sure did. Uh, Josh Allen did not finish the game for a concussion protocol, I'm pretty sure. Bill, Bills he, played a good game, by the way. Yeah, not shitting on them. And Brady looked bad yesterday, and they yeah, were attacking him. Game. Josh Allen and throwing three interceptions did not help. No, and Brady, if you can get to Brady, that's the key to beating the Pats because that's how the that's Giants. How the, I mean, it. that's how the Giants won. You you yeah. go after Brady. He doesn't like to get hit, and you saw him yesterday. He was making. He got was getting rid rid of that ball super fast because he didn't want to. He didn't want to feel the pain. Yeah, but you lost. <laughs> Ah, fuck it. The Kansas City Chiefs beat the Lions 34 to 30. I know I watched the very end of that game and and uh, Matt Stafford had the ball with like 13 seconds left and then I stopped watching. I don't I don't remember what happened after that, but clearly they lost. Uh the Panthers. Shout out to Kyle Allen, Manny. The Panthers beat the Texans 16-10. The Raiders beat the Colts 31 to 24. Uh a little more on that Raiders game later. Um the Chargers beat the Dolphins 30 to 10. The Dolphins are terrible. 0 and 4 oh now. <clears throat> the G-Men Giants. Ooh. Danny Dimes, baby. Destroyed the Redskins, held them to three points. How bad are the Redskins that the Giants <sighs> held you to three points? Jesus Christ. Wow. Uh I mean, let's just say what we, we spoke last week how bad the Giants defense is. And they held an NFL team to three points. Like that's mm-hmm. pretty impressive. Who's worse, uh, the Dolphins or the Redskins? The Dolphins, I would say, are worse. Freaking Redskins are pretty bad, man. Yeah, but I mean, at least they drafted a quarterback. You know, like at least they have the Dolphins have what's his name? Uh, last Rosen. year's, yeah, he's he's like you know a forgotten project at this point. If he doesn't start mm-hmm. turning it around, uh, the Seahawks beat the Cardinals twenty-seven to ten. They're the Cardinals, whatever. Um, the oh my Jesus Christ! The score to this game: the Buccaneers beat the Rams fifty-five to forty. I had no idea. Insane. That's a franchise record for the Buccaneers. Um, That's insane. I, I had no idea that this game was like this. I'm I'm surprised that the Buccaneers beat the Rams, and then that has to hurt when the Buccaneers lost to the Giants last week because of that missed field goal. They could be they could they could have been uh, three and one right now. Hmm. Uh, the Chicago Bears beat the Vikings 16-6. to Everybody's going after Kirk Cousins and all that money that he's getting paid to suck. Trubisky, <laughs> while you're with the Bears, according to Shefty, Schefter, Adam Schefter, he dislocated his shoulder, but he won't miss as much time as you would expect. All we know is that he's going to be back sooner rather than later, but his uh, he has a labrum tear, won't need surgery. He will. I think he's out for this week at least. Yeah, and speaking of that Vikings game, Adam Thielen, who's a who's a beast, was held to six receiving yards. That's his fewest since 2016. And uh, just to add fuel to the fire, he pretty much kind of called out the quarterback in the interview, saying that you have to know how to throw the ball. He didn't say that Kirk Cousins has to know how to throw the ball, but I think he was alluding to that you can't just keep running the ball. Eventually, you're going to have to throw it. Mm-hmm. And clearly, they don't know how to do that as a team because he's a beast and he only has six receiving yards. The Jaguars beat the Broncos twenty six to twenty four. What's this quarterback's name for the for the Jaguars with the mustache that everybody's raving about now? Oh Two my wins god! In a row now? Is it Chubb? Chubb? No, no, it's a it's a. Oh, I know man. what you're talking about. He looks like Uncle Rico from uh, 
from Napoleon yeah. Dynamite. He's a nobody, God, but now he's making headlines now. I yeah. forgot. I could probably find out right now. It's the Let's Welcome see. to the Show podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We do not know a lot of football players' names. Too many fucking people on the field. <laughs> Man, I, I clicked on the first thing I got. I cannot find this quarterback's name anywhere, but I, I'll find out. I'm going to Google Uncle Rico NFL quarterback. And Here I like this one. Go. The Saints beat the Cowboys 12 to 10. Minshew. So, Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew. There you go. There you go. And today, teams that I want to buy, Jets and the 49ers. And tonight, Bengals versus Steelers on Monday Night Football. Those were your week four scores. My fantasy football team won for two weeks in a row now. So now we're two and two. Good for Uh, you. Yeah, man. I just want to mention, if you want more in-depth football talk, fantasy football uh, advice, make sure you check out the Hotheads podcast and one of the hosts of the Hothead po- Hothead podcast is putting together a weekly streamers and dreamers list. So any players you can stream and players that you should stay away from. So check those out at WTTSpod.com and don't forget to check out the Hotheads podcast. Yeah. Shout out to the Hotheads. Uh, here's some more football news that happened yesterday. Raider Vontez Burfett. 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 Perfect. His name is Vontez Burfett. I think is how you pronounce his name. But we all know who this dirty player is. He has been suspended for the rest of the season. I don't know if you saw the hit, Manny. I was this the hit against? This happened yesterday. Uh, he I don't know who he hit, but it was dirty. The guy was like already mm-hmm. kind of coming off the ground. He just completely lunged forward, helmet to helmet, destroyed the guy. But. He is also the player who pretty much knocked Antonio Brown out of the game. And everyone's saying that that's the that was the beginning of the end for Antonio Brown. Basically, he just been on a deep mentally unstable since then. Pretty much. Antonio Brown, you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm trying to see the perfect hit. So this is his fourth suspension. Sorry. In his- <laughs> Here it this is. is his- yeah. Oh, what a jerk, man! Head to head, helmet to helmet. Yeah, yeah. Look at look at the hit that Josh Allen took yesterday, man. I think that guy should have been at least thrown out of the game. He was on the ground and everything. This guy. Yeah. He went so this is helmet. the longest this is the longest punishment ever in NFL history for an on field incident, hmm. and it's his fourth suspension in his career. I think I read a stat where he's paid like five million dollars in in fees and penalties hmm. uh, since. I guess his in his career. That's crazy. But uh I'm I'm to be honest, I'm kinda shocked that someone has been suspended from the NFL because as dirty of a player as he is, the NFL the way of the NFL, like the sport is like a hard hitting, dirty type of way. Like some some people get away with helmet to helmet, depending yeah. on like, you know, what the player that they're hitting is doing. So I find it kind of weird that they suspended him for the whole season. I have a feeling that they're gonna overturn that somehow he's gonna appeal for sure yeah and he's definitely gonna appeal i'm i was kind of just shocked to find out i mean he's in he's a repeated offender yeah that's probably <laughs> what it is <laughs> like, like, like he's a pedophile offender, like, just like pulling his pants down and showing the team <laughs> uh but he so i get it he you know we, he is a dirty player but there's a lot of dirty players in the nfl you know yeah so i was kind of surprised with that so yeah patriots jonathan jones is not facing suspension for his hit on josh allen pretty upset about that of course not uh, i thought that was it's a pretty dirty play patriots like he said by the way did you read that that was it belichick's brother or something was on the field during bill's practice like i guess he was recording or something and they had to escort him out you're kidding i'm not kidding man these fucking patriots not, listen i did not hear that an organization that will accept a murderer into their homes accept a a sex assaulter person allegedly into their homes. Cheaters. Okay, now when you, they deflate now when you, footballs on purpose. They record practices. I say remove the remove the Patriots from the NFL. 
Aaron Hernandez did not commit a murder until after, <laughs> like after he was a Patriot. He wasn't a murderer, <laughs> <laughs> but he had a sketchy past when they when they're they football players, him. man. The, the, look, unless you're a quarterback or maybe like a wide receiver, but if you're in any other type of position, especially on defense, there's something wrong with you to begin with. All right, then to, they, defla- have they to, deflated footballs. So. To have to play, to have to play that sport with that passion and. You know your your salary isn't guaranteed, not for all these players. I mean, I don't know. I think there has to be something wrong with you a little bit. Like you have, to, it's kind of like those UFC fighters. Like those guys are a little bit over the edge, at least at the I'm very base. To find the story, Bill Belichick's. While you find that, I'll, I'll, I'll continue here. Larry Fitzgerald, Larry Legend, passes Tony Gonzalez for second most receptions in NFL history. Uh, he's only behind Jerry Rice now, and I think it's pretty crazy that. Now third in NFL history is Tony Gonzalez, who's a tight end. Fact right? check, fact pretty, check, got a fact check. Um, dialing it back, not Bill, ba- not Bill Belichick's uh, brother. It was Bill Belichick's son. So Sean McDermott escorts Bill Belichick's son off the field during pregame warmups for the for the Patriots Bills game. McDermott did not like how long the Patriots staffers were on the field. Rocket Mortgage has helped millions. Of- Fucking cheaters! What the hell was that? Oh, you heard that? Yeah. <laughs> that was an ad playing on the website that I was reading. I was like, oh, man, live from the live from Bills. Um, let's see. There is there there is audio here. Let's see what it let's see. Uh, let's see what it says. OK, never mind. It's just it's just audio of the stadium. Head coach Sean McDermott, Bills head coach, um, has Patriots staffers. I guess Bill Belichick's son was among them removed from the field. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Fucking cheaters. Jesus. Remove them, man. Uh, here's more news. Adam Gase, for all you Jet fans, I know there's that one Jet fan out there listening. We love you. Uh, Adam Gase tells reporters that Sam Darnold is cleared for non-contact drills. I don't know what the Woo! hell that means because it's football. I'm pretty sure everything is contact. So if he's if he's only cleared for non-contact drills, what's the point, right? He's not going to be ready probably for Sunday against the Eagles, which the Jets, uh, I hope they get killed. The Jets are the Mets. Mets. Right? Of see, football. See how we see see how we both said that? Mm-hmm. You see how it's kinda like a universal agreement? Yep. You Jet fans out there? They're just a joke. Except that the the, the Mets get it right more than the Jets do. You know how they say that a, a, a wrong like a wrong clock is right twice a day? That's the Mets. Yeah. The Jets are just like a <laughs> clock that's completely broken. Like it's right only once a day because it doesn't move. It's broken. It's just it's just missing both hands and <laughs> yeah, so it just... doesn't have a chance it doesn't have a chance to be right. <laughs> God, Anyways, I know you're gonna like this right. Danny Dimes is now two and oh. Let's go, baby. Uh I have a feeling that Odell Beckham Jr. is at one point gonna chime in on this whole uh Daniel Jones thing. Probably, and he'll make a headline for it. We were looking at this guy's name before Gardner Minshew. He he was. I have him at the bottom of the notes here. I know I wrote that down for a reason. But anyways, speaking of Odell Beckham, <laughs> did you see the he, highlight? He probably is that where he got choked out on in midfield. Yeah. Did you see the whole thing? I did not see the whole thing. No. So I don't know if it was a running play or it was a play where he had to block. So he's blocking the defender. And they're they're rough. They're going at it. He's blocking. The defender's trying to get past him. He's blocking. And then I see Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham kind of throw a punch. And then the defender kind of picks him up and just starts choking him out on the ground. And I found the whole thing hilarious because I just feel like Odell Beckham Jr. oversteps boundaries because he's Odell mm-hmm. Beckham Jr. You know. So yeah. for for him to throw a punch, I mean, I it's like I said before, I think defenders are a different type of crazy in the NFL. This guy just starts yeah. choking him out midfield, like not giving a fuck. Didn't get a, didn't no flag was thrown. Uh, I don't think a flag was thrown for them. Maybe there was a flag on the field for another reason, like holding or something. But neither of them were thrown out of the game. I I I wouldn't be shocked if they find the defender because he choked out Odell Beckham Jr. You know, the NFL's Prince charming right. shit. But I he just found the whole t- thing pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. And and refs aren't going to 
make any calls in his favor because he talks so much fucking shit and he makes himself the victim of everything every single week. Yeah. Um, and I bet, I bet, thank God that the Browns won because had they lost this week, you were going to start to hear Odell Beckham chirping about about his team, talking shit about his team, little, you know, passive-aggressive comments here and there. Yeah. I wonder, after seeing Danny Dimes, it's only two games, and this last game he threw two interceptions, so he wasn't as precise. But overall, I thought he played a pretty good game. I liked, I liked what I saw from Danny Dimes. I wonder if Odell Beckham, in the back of his mind, is wondering, what could he, you know, would this have been a better fit for him if he had stayed with the Giants, because Baker Mayfield, he's on my team, on my fantasy team. He's my second quarterback. Fact check, he's my first quarterback. Um, but I don't like what I'm seeing from this guy so far. Nah, he. I feel like from what I've seen, and I'm no NFL expert, football expert, whatever. But from what I've seen with Baker Mayfield, he looks very like anxious or something. Like he's mm-hmm. like very like not smooth with it. Yeah, and, and he talks so much fucking shit, Jesus. Yeah, and like that's the thing. Like, it, I feel like quarterbacks, not not that you have to fit this sort of mold, but if you're gonna if you're gonna respond to every criticism, every critic, like he still mentioned, uh, God, what is this guy's name? <laughs> he still uh, mentioned Rex, Rex Ryan, Ryan after the win. Yeah, yeah like he still yeah. mentioned Rex Ryan. Like, bro, if you're gonna if you're gonna let every little thing bother you, then you're you're gonna be stuck as as your your ceiling is is what it is right now. I feel. exactly, exactly. Like you can't just you can't respond to all this shit. You're clearly gonna you're clearly gonna get criticized because you do talk a lot of shit, mm-hmm. and you you play with a chip on your shoulder, which is cool. But like you you can't respond to every piece every critic that's going to say something, about you, especially Rex Ryan. Like the guy's an NFL analyst. Like he has to choose either you're gonna win the game or you're gonna lose. If right. You chose I think you're gonna that, lose. Then I think is that Rex Ryan said that Danny Dimes is better than than uh baker mayfield i think he called him overrated or something like that oh and, then okay then still though. but again to your point that's i like it use use it use it to flame your fires to get you pumped up and shit but then back it up with your play on the field you know what i mean don't just go out and beat beatable teams go out and beat good teams too because that's the thing go back to last season i don't think he's beaten a team that's over 500 yet oh well that's interesting so, I don't know. The guys at Hotheads could fact check that because that might be bullshit. But I'm pretty sure he hasn't. Like, I think I heard that somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So, Danny Dimes went to second game, second week in a row. Uh, so, so, you like what you're seeing? I like Danny Dimes so far. I think he's mobile. You know, I kind of feel bad. Like, yesterday when he, I think he threw a touchdown. And I saw Eli goes and shows him some encouragement every time. And he'll give him a high five. Good job. This, this, and that. But Eli's such a goofy looking guy that I feel bad watching him do that because I'm like, God, like this is what he's this is what he's become now. He's just a Danny yeah. Dimes' cheerleader. Like I kind of wish it does. It has to hurt. I kind of wish that the Giants could find a trade for him um, and just send him away. You're not going to get much in return because you know what does he have to offer? I don't know. Maybe the Steelers. Maybe maybe the Panthers. Maybe the Gi- I don't know. Send yeah, him away. Let him be- play somewhere else. It's going to be interesting for some teams. Like, I mean, the Jets lose. They're going to be 0-4. So. Jets. Who, do they, who do they face this weekend? The Eagles. They're losing. Next, That's that's next. That's week five. Next. next. Uh, I don't know why I mentioned the Jets. The Jets have a quarterback. What I meant to say was teams like the Jets who are going, who can possibly be 0-4 or 1-3 or 1-4 after week five. Uh, maybe this is the tipping point for them, and where where they'll finally decide to make a, make a move for a guy like Eli. You know, I didn't mean to just mention the. You Jets think the Jets will make a move for Eli? No, no, that's that's why I said oh. I don't know why I brought up the Jets, like possibly being on four because they already have a quarterback. I see. Okay. So I take you know that wasn't just trying to take a shot at the Jets, man. I'm sorry for Jets I'll take fans a shot out at the there. Jets. The, the Eli's too good for the Jets. I'll say it. <laughs> Damn, man. That's, I'm gonna stay out of that one. For 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 you New Yorkers out there, I'm gonna name you. I'm gonna name you the teams that have won a championship since the Jets last won a championship. Ready? All of them. Really? Yes. The Jets are the last team. You're kidding. Not kidding. You you're telling me even the Browns have won a championship since the last no. time the Jets? No, no, no. New York and oh. New Jersey. 
local team. Oh, I get you. I get you. I get you. <laughs> Sorry. That didn't land as well because it was confusing. Sorry. No, you did say that. You said New York teams since the Jets. Yeah, oh. they all. They <laughs> I was like, damn, man. That did not get the reception I was waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, guys, I guess, you know, nothing else. Uh, Manny, any any last words? Nothing. I'm just I'm pumped about the the MLB postseason. I'm a little worried that the Yankees are going to be sitting on the sidelines for five days before they play again because yeah. the AL wildcard game is on Wednesday. Then they have the travel day, and then they play on Friday. Um, but I get it. They want to have baseball every day. I get it, and I do want to watch these games. So I'm pumped, man. I'm I'm anticipating. I'm hoping that the that the Rays can sneak past. Although I'm more scared of the Rays than the A's. Um, but I think we can handle the, the Rays. We've seen them enough times. Well, you wouldn't be the ones you, you wouldn't be the ones playing the Rays or the Great point, CT. That's an excellent point. Um, <laughs> You're saying you'd rather have I mean, who you think can match up better against the the Astros? So in that case, I don't know why I thought I thought because I did say on our chat that I hope that I hope that the A's win because I want the Astros to have to fly over to oakland oh okay 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 but the they would just have to go down to their second home actually no minnesota who they own have across the pond across the lake the big lake there <laughs> god i'm all over the place yeah i i think what you meant to say was and correct me if i'm wrong manny please because yes. you know okay. i you can you can correct me all the time the would it be worse for the astros to have to travel to tampa no because it's right it's right, literally right there you're right. So you're Houston, right. Houston is in Texas on the on the Mexican Gulf, so they're literally right across the the ocean right there. But it's like nothing. It's like right there, literally. It's probably like an hour flight. Yeah. Not even. You're right. You're right. You right. You right. I don't know my so geography. I, so I want these motherfuckers to have to fly all the way to Oakland. Good five hour flight. Nice comfortable jet that they have. Watching TVs. Verlander getting a blowy in the back by Kate Upton. I don't know. I don't know what they do. Ooh, in their I would time. pay. I would. I would. So I would watch that, man. I'd pay for that. <laughs> oh my god. I don't I know, man. See. I'm just gonna come out and say celebrities on sex tapes is just something that in, in, <laughs> intrigues me. It intrigues me. Oh boy. Um, All right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. And real quick. Yes. Let me just say. Let me just say this. I want to see what the hell this game at Oakland is gonna look like. <laughs> Because <laughs> I feel like it's such an ugly field. It is an ugly field. It has that for long them to have a postseason game. Yeah, for them to have a postseason game there, like yeah. But but the Oakland A's fans, they're pretty loyal and they can be pretty vicious. So okay. And Tampa has no fucking fans, so they're gonna be like, oh shit, there's people here. In this That's another thing. Stadium. Like it'd be interesting to see what games look like in both Tampa. And Oakland. We'll, we'll get to see what the wildcard game looks like in Oakland. Remember, Tampa made it to the World Series in... 2012? 15? 12? I don't know. Who knows? One I don't remember. Years. But I know David Price pitched yeah. at some point. He sucks. Um, out of relief. That's all I got, CT. Uh, the Replay Podcast drops on Fridays. The Hot Heads Podcast drops on Wednesdays. Visit WTTSPod.com. Our music is by BM Barga. Our logo is by Luigi Gomez. Our new logo is not by Luigi Gomez. Um, <laughs> that's all I got, CT. Hey, guys. That was the Welcome to the Show podcast, man. That's how we do it. What? what? Right? Now, listen. If you're a fan of the show, go on our Instagram and just say that you're a fan of the show. <laughs> And you're not going to get anything for that except a like. That's it. And maybe we'll and that's good enough give, in my world. And that's good enough, man. That's it. Just you you show love, we return love. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So thank you for listening to the very end, and that's all I got to say. Peace. Peace. Peace.